Welcome to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. Hello, I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast. What you are about to hear is taken from our live video broadcast that takes place on Tuesday evenings at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, please go to our website, vmmchurch.com, or you can go to our YouTube channel where you can enjoy the full-length video. Now. Let's go into the broadcast. All right, Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 3, it reads, God came from Teman, and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. I want to look at the word Teman. We're going to break these couple verses down going through this. It says, God came from Teman. What in the world is Teman? Teman by definition, is the name of two Edomites. If you don't know what Edomites, um, if you don't know what Edomites are, Edomites are the descendants of Edom, which is, or they lived in, they inhabited the land of Edom, which was produced by Esau. Now, there's so much that we... (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna I promise I'm gonna try to be on my best behavior here and not not get too crazy I, I'm really t- I'm, tell brother Howard I really I'm trying to practice being shallow I am all right I have to I'm sorry we're going in the Bible said that God walked out of Edom when he walked out of Edom he walked out in the body of Esau When Esau left Edom to go meet Jacob, God walked out of Edom. Okay? The name of two Edomites and the region and the descendants of one of them. Look at the word south. Do you see the word south in the end of the definition? Teman means south. Now, here, let me give you the next definition, then we'll get back into what I was saying. I'm I'm going to try to... Do I have it? I don't know if I have it or not. Anyway, we'll go back to the other one. I do have, however, the ancient Hebrew on that word that we're going to get into. It, it is uh, actually the picture of water and the picture of a seed. And when you put the two together, it represents the continual the blood continues as we've talked about many times before in this series this goes right back to the blood continues so teman is the word south and it roots uh to the blood continues oh i know i'm getting there uh it means the blood continues now watch this south is the right hand South is the right hand. I may actually have that. Is that uh, 86, 84, 86? 
me see what I have here. Right here. I do have that. Right here. Okay, so look at this. The South as being on the right hand of a person facing east. So we've talked a lot about eastward and facing east. That is toward the dawning of new light. The rising of the sun. More importantly, the rising of the Son of God in you. Okay, that's why God planted a garden eastward in Eden, right? Because it was the Adam was called the Son of God. It was the producing of the Son of God. So the South is the right hand, and the right hand is symbolic to the authority and the power. That's why Jesus ascended to sit at the right hand of majesty. So when Esau walked out of Edom, God walked out in Esau and he went and met Jacob. That's why Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. That is where Esau got the power to bless him because he came off the right hand. Okay. And when he came off the right hand, he walked in so it wasn't called that at the time, but he walked into Peniel and he looked at Jacob and he said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, your name should no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. He blessed him. And then from there, Jacob only had one kid, which was Benjamin. That's where Paul, the apostle Paul came from, from the tribe of Benjamin. So the only true is Israelis or Israelites were those of the tribe of Benjamin. The rest of them were not because the, his name had not yet been changed to Israel. They were Jacobites. They were not Israelites. Only the tribe of Benjamin was Israelites. Now we're working out of the word Teman, which means south or the right hand. So God came from the south or Edom. That's what it's saying right here. Let me show you again. God came from Teman, which means south. And when we defined it, he came from Edom. See that? Now, let's look at the word Paran. The Holy One from the Mount Paran. Do you see this? So it's 6290 if you want to find that, but uh, it's defined as a place of caverns. And it was literally the wilderness area bounded on the north by Palestine on the west side of the wilderness of Etham and on the south by the desert of Sinai. And they say that the exodus was through that entire area and they they claim that probably all 18 stops were in that area okay where god brought uh the hebrew people out of egypt they were working all in that area that's where all of those miracles were taking place that's where God fed them and watered them every day by angels, by the hands of angels. God fed and watered them by a cloud and a pillar of fire. God kept them. Now, the cloud was by day. The pillar of fire was by night. 
Now, if you've never been in a desert, you cannot appreciate the fact that a cloud has brought you shade in the day. And if you've never been in a desert, you cannot appreciate the fact that a fire has warmed up the desert by night. Because deserts get extremely cold at night and extremely hot in the daytime. So that in itself was a multiplied miracle that gets overlooked a lot of times. You had the rock that followed them, and the Bible said that rock was Christ, and out of that rock flowed water that they drank. And not only did they drink it, but their livestock drank it. The tabernacle was set up in this wilderness. The presence of God rested over the ark in that tabernacle, in this wilderness. All right. I don't know if I have the the rest of them. Uh, What do I have? 6290. I need 6286. I'll just read it to you. It's the the ancient Hebrew, so it's kind of hard to pull that up anyway because the the word pictures and things. Uh, So you've got the picture of an open mouth and the picture of a head. And when you combine those two, in the ancient Hebrew, it means open the head. So it's talking about grain. When they would put grain on a threshing floor, they would have an ox walk around on that grain and it would crush the head of the grain. And it's defined, it says, to reveal the seed inside. Okay? And they would do it with fruit trees that were harvested. So they would crush the head... I see where you're headed with that. They would crush the head and it would reveal the seed inside. Are you loving this? I'm loving it. <laughs> I told you you're going to love this. We haven't even got into it yet. We're just defining two words. <laughs> open that up. I want them to see that here in a minute. Just get that open. Get that ready. We'll, we'll flash them here in a second. So, opening the head to reveal the seed inside. All right, follow me now. Let's go back to the verse and we'll read it with those definitions and then we'll finish the verse off, okay? So, God came from Teman, the south side, the south or the right hand of, or the place of power, which is how it was designed. There you go. God came from Teman, the right hand, the south, and the place of power. And the Holy One from Mount Paran, or the place of caverns, it was also defined as ornamental, the opening the head to reveal the seed. Okay, now look. His glory covered the heavens. His glory covered the heavens. And the earth, which was beneath, was full of his praise. So that which was of the lower was full of his praise. That which was of the higher was full of his glory, covered by his glory. Let me go, let me go to the next verse here. Verse 4. And his brightness was as the light. Do you see that? Just stop right there. And his brightness was as the light. Okay, what is the brightness? Now, we understood that the word glory came from the word liver, which meant heavy. 
the brightness of the light is actually weightless. It's weightless. Now, hang with me for a moment. I know some of you are like, oh my God, what is he getting at? Hang there. Just follow. The brightness is weightless. The glory is heavy. Okay. Now, when the two of these things unite, how do they unite? They unite in the horn. Get ready. I'm going to bring you on here. I want you to talk about something. I have to, I have to define one thing I think here before we do this. And his brightness was as light and he had horns coming out of his hands. Look at this. Horns coming out of his hands. Now watch. Let's look at the word horns. I'll give you the strong definition of this first. A horn by implication a flask cornet by resemblance of an elephant's tooth that is ivory a corner of the altar a corner of the altar now we're going to pause right here and then we're going to come right back to this very this very thing brother patrick i want you to come on i want you to talk about the altar for a moment how are you doing today my name is Patrick Willis, and I, I'm here to join Brother Vance Mansfield here on Faith Over Fear Ministries. And he's having me define the word altar. There's one scripture that I was really led to as I was studying this word altar. And it's Malachi chapter 2, verse 13. If you would turn there with me, I'm going to read it just, just plainly. And then we're going to go into the definition. And it says, And this have you done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping, and with crying out, insomuch that he regardeth not the offering any more, or receiveth it with good will at your hand. So if you go to that word altar, everywhere in the Old Testament, it goes to Mizbiach. It's the Hebrew 2076. If you go to the root, it means to slaughter an animal, usually in sacrifice, to kill, offer, do sacrifice, and slay. In the first time that the word misbiak is actually mentioned in Genesis, let's see, chapter 8, verse 20, go to the word altar, the Hebrew 4196. Again, it means to slaughter an animal. To usually in sacrifice to kill or offer or slay so if you go to study or to altar throughout the Bible in Hebrews chapter 13 verses 10 through 12 talks about offerings that are done outside the gate which your, your words your thoughts the people you know all that comes from your gates, okay, your mouth, and all that comes from your soul, which your soul has to rise up and be slaughtered by the, the spirit that you are in Christ. It has to be slaughtered and reconstructed to have that new creature, which 
really is very prophetic that Brother Vance, it's really prophetic that Brother Vance had brought this up to me today because I went out and I bought this shirt. And it has a UFO and a man being sucked up into this UFO. And I told him the religion of aliens is a, a man would get sucked up into this UFO and the aliens would do something to him and he would come out with some supernatural power and abilities. And I was telling him there's so much truth in these different religions that got twisted and, and man started thinking naturally and carnally with these things. But there's really a religious truth behind it. So, you know, that's the reason I chose Malachi chapter two is because whenever we cry that all those tears comes from the hurt and the pain of the slaughter of your soul. And once you get over that pain and that hurt and you're coming into that mindset of all creation is full of his glory and you're not crying anymore in sadness. But that sadness is turned into joy now because you see it's working for your good an eternal weight of glory. Are we not going priest mode, Brother Vance? <clears throat> All right. So, that was good. Thank you. About the altar. And it's, it's the destroying, the destruction of your flesh mindset. See, Jesus, God held him out there. See, there's, there's the horns of the altar. Held him out there and roasted him because he was the lamb. And that's how they did it. They roasted the lamb and roasted him on the altar. He also holds you out and roasts you on the altar. Somebody said, well, I don't have to be nailed to. No, you don't. No, you don't have to. No, you don't have to do that. But what you do have to do is present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is just merely your reasonable service. It's the destruction of the carnal mindset. Okay, so a corner as of the altar. Now watch, I'm going to pull this verse up again or this definition up again. A ray of light. And in the ancient Hebrew, the word horn means to shine as rays of light or as like horns to shine. So where does the glory and the brightness of the light come together where weightless and weight become united? It's when you are roasted on the altar. When you, when your carnal mindset that wars against God becomes destroyed, that is when the glory of God then smothers you and shines from within you. That's why the other day that waitress said, what's with your friend? He looks like he's glowing. Brother Chanan, last night, was glowing literally like I, I it's you can't even fathom what we saw we were sitting at the edge of an airport watching airplanes come and go and talking because it's a very peaceful place to sit and we were sitting there talking and we were ministering to each other and he started to illuminate 
Literally, light was all over him and shining out from him. This is how this happens. See, and the brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand. Now watch. The word hand, the word hand means the open one indicating power or direction. See, if you say, excuse me, how do I get to, first thing they do is they take their hand and they point this direction, that direction, right? Power. So south, right hand, power. See? Now watch. Watch what the verse said. Let's go back to the verse. Look what the verse says. So the verse said, and out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. Where was the hiding of his power? Let's read it again. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hands. Now this is all symbolic. Don't understand that an actual horn was not coming out of his hand, that he was some kind of weird creature, right? He had horns coming out of his hand and there was the hiding of his power. Where? The hiding of his power was hid from before the foundation of the world contained in the Lamb of God being sacrificed on the altar of God, roasted by the fire of God. And when they thought they killed him, he said, you cannot kill me. I have the power to lay my life down and take it up again. So on the third day, he rose from the grave and revealed the power that was hid from before the foundation of the world. And he shone forth light in the darkness. His light shone forth. The glory of God shone forth. Father, glorify me with your glory. And when you do this, I'm going to turn around and glorify them with the very glory that you've glorified me with. Now, before we move on, I want to go back to the starting verse. I want to show you something before we go haywire. Look at this. God came from Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens. We said that was the upper... And the earth was full of his praise. We said that was the lower, right? All right. Isaiah 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. What is this train? His train was defined as a skirt, a hem, a bottom edge. It's called shul. Now, we're going to go back up to the uh, ancient Hebrew here. And I, I don't have this to pull up. Believe me, you wouldn't want to see it anyway with me scrolling around like this. Quiet. You see that? Quietness. Prosperity. Do you see that? Something being drawn out of something else. Like what? Like a carnal desire being drawn out of you. Okay. What is it? Look at the word throne because it means like a covering. To cover. It's like a cup that holds, conceals. See, that's where he concealed his power. Conceals a person. A cup that conceals a person. A covering of something. To cover by a group. By counting. That's what it means. 
All right. High and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Verse 2. Where are we at on time? We got to hurry. Above it stood the seraphims. We're going to avoid that. We're going to avoid that. Leave it alone. Each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face. With twain, he covered his feet. And with two, he did fly. Verse 3. Now I want to show you something. And one cried to another, and he said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Watch this. The whole earth is full of his glory. Beam us up. Beam us up, Scotty. (laughs) Do you see that? So we go from the heavens were covered in his glory covered and the earth was full of his praise to the entire earth is full like holding like a cup holding water full of his glory how did we get from just having the option of praise to being full and overflowing with his glory And it's not just limited to your body. It is, in fact, the whole earth is full of his glory. If you see a bird fly, it's the glory of God. If you see a wave of grass blow, it's the glory of God. The whole, yes, the whole earth is full of his glory. How do we get to that? How did we transition from the glory being in heaven to the whole earth is full? Through the transition of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. Now, how does this happen for you? It happens through death, burial, and resurrection. And don't be Nicodemus in this situation. Well, I'm old. How can I enter back into the womb and be born again? Lest a man be born again, he can't even see the kingdom of God. But if he's born of spirit and water, he can enter into the spirit of God. Brother Patrick talked about that last week. Okay. How do you do it? Through the process of salvation. You do it through the process of salvation. That is how you go from just being able to praise God to start producing the glory of God. It all starts at the process of salvation and roasting your carnal mindset. You bust open the head so that the seed that is contained inside can be revealed. Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet and you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom 
and you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom.